0: just interesting people podcast thank you so much for tuning in today um we have a special guest today called ryan i'm going to let jeremy introduce him properly um but thank you so much for being here we really hope you enjoy this episode so jeremy (laughs) (laughs)
1: um thank you ryan for being with us today we appreciate that
2: absolutely i appreciate you guys having me on i'm I'm looking forward to it (laughs) (laughs)
1: um so just a quick background to to explain to everyone how we got in touch um when the pandemic started, I mean, I've been consuming Gary V's content for a while and a few months ago, he, I mean, he's been talking about sports card for a while now, uh, but early this year, well, last year, he started to talk about Pokemon card, and that caught my attention because when I was a kid, I was playing Pokemon like every single kid when I was like 12, <laughs> 13 years old yeah. uh, on my Game Boy. So that got my attention and... A few weeks later, uh, you guys, so you, uh, Tyler and Lou, you started a podcast called um, Card Talk Pod. And you talk about the card, sports card, Pokemon card business hobby. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've been watching, like, educating myself, like you (laughs) guys keep saying about the, the whole thing. And this summer I bought my first Pokemon cards and then I bought some basketball cards and everything and rosie was like what the fuck are you doing with our money buying cards
0: (laughs) 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 i'm still a little bit like that i'll be honest
1: um yeah and then i've been following all of you guys on instagram and twitter and learning about it and everything and uh it's been so interesting like this this whole thing because in france in europe we don't really have this culture like we have stickers i had stickers of like soccer when i was a kid yeah and i had a few pokemon cards and stuff like that but it's not as big as it is in the us um so it's kind of interesting and you know like once you're in it like it's like a rabbit hole you keep watching youtube and podcasts and there's so much content so it's a whole world yeah you've never heard about (laughs) it's so interesting um so yeah I I shoot you a message like a few weeks ago and and to see if you could jump on a podcast to share your story to let us know how you got where you are now
2: yeah like I said I I read the little description you had sent me about the podcast and it sounds super interesting I mean taking you know normal people and finding out what their story is I, I mean I find mine to be you know, rather interesting You know, I get to live it every day, but yeah, I was super intrigued by it and you guys seem really cool. So yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm excited to be here and to, to chat about, you know, the card market, but also how I got to where, where we are today.
0: Yeah. So if we start right from the beginning, where, where were you born? Where are you from? Tell us about childhood. Like,
2: yeah, so I'm, uh, I've, I'm in Columbus, Ohio now and that's where I was born and raised. Um, so I've been here my whole life. Um, and I got introduced into cards through Pokemon, um, in like third grade, it was probably like the late nineties, early 2000, everybody had Pokemon cards. So it was, it was like my whole third grade. Well, kids started stealing them from school. So like they would quickly, like the principal would ban them. So like you couldn't take cards to school. So, like, it was a really big deal. But I remember when they got banned, I, like, put the Pokemon cards they had out for sale, like, a garage sale. I put my Game Boy out with my, you know, Pokemon games. I got rid of all my Pokemon stuff. And I'm like, I'm getting out of Pokemon. I'm getting into sports. And I remember selling, like, all my, like, I remember the neighbor kids stealing my Charizard. And I remember selling my Game Boy and my games for, like, $8. And my dad was so mad. It was so, like, he didn't know I was selling it. I just took it because the neighbors were having it. And I was like, oh, I'll put out some stuff. And I, I got rid of all my Pokemon and then a kid I was really good friends with growing up, his grandparents bought him a lot of like sports cards. Like they were buying him boxes to open and I would go over there all the time. And I just remember like 2001 rookies and stars football. Like he got a bunch of that and I just, I, I fell in love with it. I'm like, this is so cool. Like you can fl- collect your favorite players. I was a Patriots fan growing up. Um, so I would just remember wanting to collect, you know, my, my Patriots and so I, you know, I was in, I was in cards and some sort of trading cards, uh, from like a really young age. But, right. uh, but yeah,
1: yeah, like like a lot of kids, I guess, in the US anyway. Like you grew up into like <laughs> basketball or football or whatever yep. sport you pick, and obviously like you have your favorite players, so you get the jersey, you get the cards. Right? It's part of the deal. Like we, I, yep. I guess every, I mean, a lot of Americans don't know. Um But when did you realize that you could actually make money from that?
2: Yeah. So it was, I got on Instagram in 2013. So I've been on like trading cards online since like 06. That was really when I got into like online trading. And in 2013, I was on blowout card forums. It's like one of the, it was the, one of the bigger online uh, like marketplace trading places before social media existed. So I was getting on there and then I was using an app called photo bucket to put my pictures on, but photo bucket was getting rid of like the free service. They were going to charge for like a premium service for like five or 10 bucks a month. And, you know, being younger, I'm like, I'm not paying for this. There's got to be a free place to put pictures. So my thought was is I'll put all of my cards on my Instagram page and then I could just link my Instagram page on my on my blowout cards forum bio. Nice. So if you you know, I posted, you know, check the link and that's how it used to be, is like you'd say, check my bio or check my, you know, whatever, and you'd click on my link and it would take you to all my pictures. Well, you know, just kept posting and posting and posting, and then I realized, you know, there are people on Instagram that are seeing this. So I'm creating an awareness there too. And it just got going and got going and got going and it just, it, it snowballed and it just eventually, it just got bigger and bigger. And it wasn't until my wife and I got engaged where we didn't really come, my, my wife and I didn't come from, you know, wealthy parents, you know, uh, I was middle-class, my wife was probably lower middle-class and we, we didn't have any family help on our wedding. And my wife has expensive taste and wanted a really nice you know she had been waiting for this day forever right like this was her big
0: dreams of it since they're like five or six exactly
2: and i heard that a million times and (laughs) and i was that was when instagram really started to pick up for me um i would go live on friday and like sell cards and it was like we were doing like really at the time this was really big i mean and it still is like one thousand two thousand three thousand dollars on like a friday night and i was like okay this is like this is serious and i told my wife like i would pay for the wedding strictly out of cards that was the only way we were going to pay for the wedding was cards so you know it was a compromise it was hey i'm going to give up friday nights to make money and i'm going to give up you know sundays and i'm going to give up i gave up a lot of free time to do it but in doing so that also I wanted to do this forever. This is what my dream was. And in the process, it was while I paid for the wedding, it also showed her that this was this was real, right? This wasn't just a, a hobby. This was a re- This could be a real business and this could support yeah, our family. Yep. So that was kind of my give and take was I'll pay for the wedding, but this is proof that I can do this full time and I'm going to quit my job. So I ended up quitting my job and I never returned once we got married. Like I quit my I put my 2 weeks in, left for my wedding, went on our honeymoon and I never came back.
1: Oh wow.
2: What so you? uh I was working at a community college doing grant work. So that's how I got into Gary V. Right? Was I had dual screens on my desk at work and one of them was like typing in data for like uh federally funded grants so the government gave us money to use for like getting students into like um, different classes or different programs we would offer, and I would enter their data into a database, and then Gary V's on another screen. So I'm sitting here, you know, typing in data, and then it's it's all Gary V, One Life, you know, perspective, <laughs> I you know, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. You can understand. So like self awareness, that kind of thing. And I just, you know, it was every day for two years, and you just, you know, you eventually see this, and you're like, hey, you know, I, I, I told my wife a million times, I, I don't want to be fifty. And look back and say, man, I was really good at this. I wish I would have taken the chance. So, we don't have kids, we don't have a mortgage, right? Like, this is, I understand we're, you know, newlyweds, but I just, this is the time to take the chance. And that's, that was really when I I realized that this is, this has potential to to really, uh, really change my life.
0: So were you buying cards specifically to sell them? Like you knew the value of them and then sold them on eBay or something for more, I guess?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's how a lot of the business is. Um, now, I collect a lot. I'm like, I like, I would collect these cards if they were worth no money. Thankfully, they're worth you money.
1: You have a beautiful collection. Like, and not just Thank cards, you. actually, like jersey and stuff like that. Yeah, like.
2: memorabilia. I, I love collecting. I'm like a hoarder. Um, So I, I, I was buying to sell and also to keep but yeah I mean a lot of like the way to make money was just buying things that are worth you know 75 and paying 60 for them you make 15 but you do that at scale on a hundred things it adds up and then you do it on 400 things and it just you're spending so much money and you have so many different moving parts in time as long as you're making five ten bucks on every deal and you're buying a thousand a month it really starts to add and then it compounds so then you go from making $10 on 50 deals to making $40 on 60 deals to making $50. You know, then it just it gets bigger and it snowballs and then it just really gets going.
1: How did your family, friends, uh, people around you like react when you say like, I'm going to quit my job to be a full-time card <laughs> dealer? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty unusual.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't... There were, there were some uncomfortable conversations, um, because the market now is, there's no doubt about it. It's hotter than it was when I, when I quit my job. Um, I got a lot of, I heard it a lot, like, this is a hobby. You should probably get a real job, do this on the side. Like you need, you know, benefits and 401k and retirement and health insurance and all those things. So I heard that a lot, um, but my mom, you know, is, is, uh, is a hairdresser, and uh, she always worked multiple jobs, and I, I just I remember watching my mom bust her ass for so long, um, and that just, I, 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 my dad worked a, a nine to five, or a, you know, a 6 a.m. to 3 p.m., you know, manual labor job for so long, and it just, it took a toll on my dad, and I just, I, I, I never wanted to go through with that, so I, it was, it, it. It, it was, there were uncomfortable conversations, but I, yeah. I just knew in my heart that this was the right decision. And I, I didn't really care what anybody else said. I was, I was going to do it.
1: It's amazing as well that your wife supported you. And I mean, you've done it in a good way. Like I'm going to pay for the wedding. So that was a good move. <laughs> Cause it wasn't always
2: that way. And Regina will tell you, uh, that's my wife. Uh, she'll tell you like, it, it wasn't always that way, right? Like my wife didn't, you know, we both didn't really come from a lot, Regina, probably more so, but, um, you know she was very big on security very very big right she wanted to know that there was always be something for our kids for you know each other like that was very very big to her so paying for the wedding that like that was my way to show her that like hey i can do this and i can you know because that's what you know that's what I, I felt you know i feel obligated to do as a man is to you know yeah, provide yeah. for my family um so yeah that, yeah, was, that was really your,
1: that was your proof of concept like in a <laughs>
2: exactly. Yep. Yeah interesting yeah
0: and then how did it go from that to you now have a store and you're going to get a bigger store how did that even yeah
1: because i've got like that's what really intrigues me in a sense because flipping cards on online and 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 that, that's one thing because you have you can have a limited inventory but when you start like paying a rent and employees and everything that goes with owning like a brick and mortar place and you need like so much inventory to actually you know have yeah. things to present like that's a whole other level in terms of i mean m- money and everything
2: Yeah it uh it it's been a lot in the last 18 months um like I I tell the story a lot I posted about it like when I when I posted my new shop announcement like I started a year ago, like a year ago today before COVID, you know, all that stuff. I had one part-time employee. We just hired our 10th employee, um, <laughs> our 10th employee. I have 10 employees now. So we've, I mean, we've gone from like small business to like really, you know, expanding really quick. Um, I I mean, I, I told, we interviewed Gary on Card Talk and I, and I you know, yeah. I told him it's like, I, I attribute a lot of it to, to COVID. Like the market exploded, right? You're at home, you're, you're finding old, um, you know, old hobbies. You don't really have anywhere to go. There's not as much to do. There's no sports on everything's closed. Like you needed something. We needed something to entertain us and cards was really, really big. And we were a big player in cards. Like I was, you know, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Twitter, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Like we're everywhere online. And so when cards exploded, and you're a big presence on online. It, it really, I feel like it really did a lot of good for our business. Yeah. Now I I feel like we're doing things the right way. We're honest. Like I, I try to be as personable as possible. So I don't feel like just being big helped. I think there were other things that contributed to the success. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I just, when I first started the store, we had a couple boxes here or there and it just every day, like I said, I mean, you know, progress every day adds up. So as long as we're doing something to get us towards our end goal of being a huge store with an offering for everything or right, for everybody, um, then you know we had a positive day. So just I've tried to do that for the last set you know twenty months, and that's kind of landed us where we are.
1: Yeah. So you 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 don't have any like investor on the side or whatever. Like you no, need, it's you all self funded. Yeah, it's Less all it's anything. all
2: that's... self made.
0: How does it feel? Go from going from growing up with not a lot, like you said, to now having a business where you can employ ten people. Like that's huge. That's insane. How does that feel when you think about it? Like
1: from something you love as well, not just a random activity yeah. as well. I...
2: Yeah, uh, it's. uh my goal was to always own a to own a card store, but to uh, to be able to work with you know people I I care about and to I mean. I would have never, you asked me, you know, a year ago, would I ever employ 10 people? Like I, I would have, I would have never in a million years told you no. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I don't ever really stop and think about it, you know, it's just like, you never really like, Yeah. you know, I, I, I'm working every day to, to try to get accomplish something. I don't know what the end goal is. I just, I feel like I've kind of hit the goal I wanted. This was my life goal. So I just kind of, you know, in, enjoy it every day. And I like I said, I've never really stopped and thought about it. It's it's, it's crazy because I, I try not to take it for granted because I know how many people would want to do what I get to do every day, right? I, I hear it all the time, like, that's my dream is to own a card store. I hear it. So I know how fortunate I am to be able to do it. Um, so I, I try to, you know, make those people proud, the people that would want to do it, the people that never did do it, um, because I know a lot of people would kill to be where, you know, where we are, yeah. and
0: I think as well, even for people who don't want to own a card shop, but you know, having you having a dream and succeeding—that's inspiration. Even if it's somebody who wants to be a dancer or a football, like whatever it is, like when you see people who have dreams and then accomplish those dreams and work hard for it, that's inspiring for everybody. Like whether you're in the yeah. card industry or not, like
2: yeah. no, I, de- I definitely I definitely agree. Um, what
1: I'm curious as well is how, because again flipping cards on eBay and managing yourself and managing a few, like a little stock, a few boxes here and there. That's one thing. But when you're all your boss, when you have 10 employees, uh, that's a whole other job. Like, (laughs) did did you learn business? Did you just figure it out on like by doing it and stuff like that? How how did that, this transition must have been tricky, right?
2: Well, there were there were steps to it and I have I've had amazing help along the way right I've had people you know that are older than me like mentors that have kind of you know helped me along helped me along the way and I'm fortunate enough to know many good people in this hobby some of them happen to own card stores themselves and are in big flourishing card stores as well so again I've I've had great advice and you know this isn't all you know just me. This is, there's a lot of people that have kind of helped make this happen. Um, But yeah, it was just one thing, right? So when COVID happened, you're forced to shut down. So then it's like, Hey, we got to take advantage of the online following we have. We've got to be able to use that to sell things like you got to adjust. So then we started opening boxes and doing box breaks. I was doing those before I quit, you know, and bought the card store. But when I bought the card store, we weren't getting enough product. So it was hard to sell the boxes online because I needed them in store. But when you don't have to sell them in store, you have to sell them online. That's the only way to generate money. So then we did that and they were massive. I mean, we were breaking 20 breaks a week. I mean, I couldn't do them fast enough. And then I had a guy at that point was like, hey, I, you know, I only work Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, so I can help you through the week. And I'm like, cool. So we'd come in their week, we'd break, he would sort them as we went. He would help me ship them. I mean, it was, it was long days, but it it worked. And then it was really, like, it was, like, we were doing, I mean, 20 breaks a week. I mean, we were doing five figures a week in, like, boxes. And that was a lot. And then it just kept going and kept going and kept going. And then that led to, we're about to open back up. We should probably be doing this more. And then I, uh, my, kind of my right-hand guy now, um, his name's Dustin, he, uh... He's younger. He's a lot younger than I am. So I'm tw- I just turned twenty eight. Dustin's twenty two, twenty three, and we we've been friends for a little bit. He-, he started coming at it as a customer, and he came to me one day. We were we were hanging out, and he's like, you know, if you ever need help, man, like I I'm not a big fan of my job. I'd quit and work for you. And I just you know you just yeah yeah sure whatever. Well, I mentioned it to one of my mentors, and I was like, hey man, like this guy wants to work for me, and I don't think it's a bad idea. And he's like, I would have hired somebody months ago. You need somebody. So I literally the very next day went to Dustin and I was like, uh, I can give you this. You can work these hours every week and I can hire you full time. You could start tomorrow. And he's like, well, I was expecting this to be like (laughs) a year or two years or three years. And, you know, him and, you know, he was, uh, they were engaged him and his, uh, now wife and they had some conversation and, uh. You know, eventually he's like it was a couple of days later, he's like, I'm I'm in. He quit his full time job and then started working for me. And that was really the transition period because Dustin wasn't the most knowledgeable person in cards. He's learned a lot, but he was a he's a good person, right? He's somebody that's willing to learn. He's a very, very, very hard worker. Um and he's been huge in getting us to where we are. Um because he's just always willing to go above and beyond. So Dustin came on and then that led us to offer grading services, which led to more people. And, uh, you know, because we have the inventory that we have and the, with the following, we get asked probably 50 times a day, do you want to buy something? So the offers to buy are plentiful. So we needed somewhere to be able to sell the things that we're buying because the offers were there. So then you hire somebody for that. Well, then you got to ship a bunch of stuff so then you get that yeah. and then you need somebody to help you break and then like as as long as like it the math made sense we were we, we just hired more people um so what like i said dustin was our first real major hire and then that led to someone here someone here someone here someone here someone to assist here and then that led to to you know our 10th person starts monday
1: yeah <laughs> that's so cool that it's so inspiring <laughs> but I, I was actually like telling to rosie before we started the recording also like like you're really good at like branding and like the whole it's it's stupid things, but like you have your logo everywhere on your T-shirt, on your caps. Are like you, you're recreating a brand around a brand around your your image and everything. So you're making things right. Obviously, you you, you know what you're doing, and is you're executing really well. Because having an idea, having the passion is one thing, but you're good at the execution as well. Obviously, Thank otherwise you, you will not be there for sure. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean that's 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 one thing I think is is key though is like I didn't want it just to be like a like the logo is nice because if you see my logo even without words most people in cards would know the logo right so that's very nice like you don't even need the words you just kind of get an idea of what it is but I also wanted to be a face behind it I just didn't want it to be my logo like that was one thing that v- growing up when I first started Instagram I was very very shy very shy very very shy. And then, it, like, in time, like, you go live, and then now, I, I mean, so many people are, don't like to do it. And I understand, like, people are camera shy. I love, I love, I love doing it. I love doing it. I i love talking to people, meeting new people. Like, it, it's funny. My wife laughs at it all the time. She's never been with me. But when we'll go to, like, the National Card Convention, it's like once a year, we'll go there, and people will come up. And I've got it on camera before because I filmed it. Like the whole the whole the whole trip, somebody will come up and be like, "Oh my gosh, you're card collector too! Can I take a picture?" And my wife laughs; she th- th- she thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. She's like, "Who's taking a picture with you?" I mean, we we'll probably take forty pictures in a week, and I love doing it. It's just like it's so cool. I mean, it's just so cool that somebody like thinks so highly of me enough to like want to take a picture that I've done so much, like I've done something to make somebody feel that good to want to take a picture. I think it's so cool, but yeah, it just. I, I I've tried to make the brand where it's like the logo is recognizable, but also like you wanna you know I, I I want people to feel like they're involved in my success or the the outcome of what happens with my my brand. So because I wouldn't be where I'm at with the people without the people that have followed me and contributed to this. Like if I didn't have the following that we had, I'm not sure the business where be would be where it's at. So I want those people included in this success just as much. Um, yeah. Because, like I said, they got they got us to where we are. Yeah.
0: Well, so I've, I've got to ask. <laughs> um, you don't have to answer. Jer- <laughs> I've seen Jeremy spend money on cards, like $200 on a card. And for me, I'm like, that's a piece of paper. What the heck are you doing? Um. So my question is, you might not want to answer this one. How much have you spent on a card, but also how much have you sold a card for? What's the most... You sold a card for because I see them online for like a hundred thousand. I'm like, this is insane!
2: Like, uh, it's 32,000 for one card and uh, one card, yeah, 32,000. Which card? Uh, Mahomes National Treasures,
1: oh,
2: patch auto. Wow, mm hmm. And I sold the same card for north of 50.
0: (laughs) I'm just talking with my mouth open, by the way, guys. It's crazy money like I like before Jeremy got into the Pokemon thing and then now into sports class a little bit I literally had never even heard of it being a thing
2: and that's not common like uh, I'm not doing those deals weekly yeah.
0: No, um, I know but I mean the fact that a piece of paper can sell for 50,000
1: I mean they can sell for millions
0: I know it's crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean
1: like it's like recently there have been some going for millions one. Yeah, yeah 3.9 so
2: 9 million, 1.8 million, yeah. 1.2 million, yeah lot of, a lot, ago, of, so I mean, yeah. lot of seven <laughs> figures
0: <laughs> mind blown thank you for answering i didn't know if you would or not but i was good no, no. to like i said because I, I guess a lot of people listening to the podcast might not know as well so it's nice to kind of i don't know i, I asked the awkward questions no, yes. basically.
1: <laughs> yeah. no no, no, no yeah it, I'm, I, I think I'm, it's super interesting
2: yeah, yeah fairly comfortable answering this yeah. yeah
1: no yeah and actually yeah, it's funny because i yeah. get like because I, I i've been sharing my cards on my stories or whatever and i get like actually yesterday one of my co was like what are you doing these pokemon cards <laughs> like what the fuck is that <laughs> it's like yeah so uh, how do i explain that
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've not spent that much money on pokemon but yeah mostly mostly sports but yeah there's some expensive pokemon stuff right now though i mean We've definitely seen an uptick in Pokemon for sure this year. I mean, or the last six months, like when I first opened, we didn't sell a lot of Pokemon. Now, Pokemon has definitely exploded.
1: Yeah. And I mean, next year with the 25th anniversary is going to be even bigger. So yeah, I (laughs) definitely anticipate that doing well. It's interesting because it's switching from a collecting market to an investing market. Now it's actually like an asset that people own and, and, and again, like it's when you dig into it, like a few weeks ago, I discovered the application Rally Road, where you can actually buy shares of items, like, and not just cards, like boxes, like shoes. Like I got four shares of some Air Jordan 1 that he, mm-hmm. he wore like in 86 or whatever. Or you can buy like How bags amazing. and cars and wine and comics. And it's a whole industry that I had no idea that was there. Like, so funny. Yeah.
2: yeah it's a. Uh... And this is only the beginning. This is alternative investing. This is finding you know a different asset to to put money in. I mean, the, the wealthy is definitely looking to diversify, and these are cool things that you just don't see a lot. And I just it's fun,
1: and it's and it's fun. Like, yep, I can spend hours looking at Pokemon cards. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just makes
2: me happy. It's like back. I do it all the time, every day. Years
1: ago or whatever, like. <laughs>
2: Yeah. But
0: it's the thrill as well. Like, Jeremy bought some cards. I can't remember the numbers, but like, how much did you buy them for and sell them for? Like, 200 and you sold them for 800 or something. Yeah, like, I, oh my I, God, I, like... I bought
1: the first ones in like July, like before like the whole Logan Paul wave yep. and everything. Yep, so yep. I got like just in time. And yeah, I got some basic like Charmander's and stuff like that for like 20, 30 bucks PSA 9. And I sold them in november for like four or five hundred bucks it's like what the fuck <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> it's insane when you think about it like yeah it's
2: it's it's like a high though it's i mean trust me I, you know we, we get to do it like on a lot more on scale and it's like it's still the most exciting part like i love going to card shows here and finding a card for a dollar and selling it for 15 i love that feeling mm-hmm. right i mean it's not the most expensive card i'll ever own but it's still the the high of it all is like I love digging to find the next deal. Even if I take two hours digging for like a $15 card, there's definitely something better I could be doing with my two hours now. <laughs> um, but I I, it, I just, what I enjoy, right. It's just, it's, it's the fun.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. And also I think, and that's to relate to the content that Gary V has been posting many times about flipping, you know, like when you don't have money and especially right now, is so true. Like go on, Craigslist free items like find a couch a table for whatever like he says like take it on a bus with you and flip it on ebay for 15 bucks and you do that like 100 times here we are like you've made and
2: you can do it in you know the us now with like the retail market i don't know how much you follow follow this but like you go to walmart and target and they're selling blaster boxes of like prism football for 20 dollars that sell online for 75 dollars a piece You can get them at, you can, you know, you wait, people, see people like camp out and get them. But if the, the, the rep that, you know, stocks that drops off 10 of them and there's five people and you each get two, I mean, you spend 40 to get 150, that's 110. Now you go to three different targets in a week. I mean, you made $330 in a week just for what, a couple hours. I mean, that, that, that's, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity out there in cards right now to, to, to flip with um, even little knowledge about it
1: it's so interesting like we we were talking about that a few days ago like we live in a world where it's in a sense so easy to make money if you're creative a little bit and if you if you have the patience to learn about whatever it is and and hustle a little bit like you you can make money from like a lot of random things uh uh, and but but
2: but i think that's your i don't mean to interrupt you but i think you think you said a key point there that i think is is missed a lot is is patience, hmm. right? Like you, a lot of times we see it so much, and especially with new people in cards, is you know you come into the card market and right now I mean if a card doesn't appreciate twenty percent in two weeks it's it's a it's a bad investment. But that's not how it's been. I mean I've been in this for the last fifteen years, and that this is new, right? Like things didn't appreciate twenty five percent a year. That never happened. Now they do it in a month. And I think that's the big thing is, is like, you can be really successful in this market if you're willing to buy into the fact that it takes two years or three years or five years to really build up where you're trying to be. It doesn't just happen in a month. If you can, you know, you can grasp that concept that this is going to take some time, you can be really successful. But I feel like a lot of people miss that early on.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is also because people like me who just got the first call like a few months ago mm-hmm. and within six weeks you go from 50 bucks to 500 like people believe that's normal when yep. like you said like you've been everything you've been building is by making 15 bucks every time but hundreds thousands of times yeah like, that's like you said i this is an anomaly right now this is not normal 100 like, <laughs> percent. it's just uh yeah this is new i'm not i'm not gonna say a bubble but it's, it's yeah it's not the normal thing um
0: can I ask, are you scared yeah. it's going to crash after people go back to work and COVID is over with? I
2: keep yeah, about that. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a million dollar question. Is what happens? I ask this all the time. I ask this to Gary V when we interviewed him. Is what happens when the world opens back up and people can spend money on vacations and sporting events and movie theaters and the things you can't do now? Right? What happens? Um, I, I can tell you I'm a lot less skeptical than I was four months ago. Hmm. Um, just with all these alternative alternate funds and rally and the the market, it's just, I mean, I, I have not seen this much foot traffic in my store ever. I mean, ever. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. I just, the tangible aspect of cards, right? It's a physical asset. It's a physical asset. It's not like daily fantasy or stocks you can actually hold it you walk into a casino and spend a thousand dollars you can walk out with zero you walk into my card store you can walk out with a thousand dollars worth of cards or you know five thousand dollars worth of cards or you know two hundred dollars worth of cards if you open the box like you're still getting some sort of tangible asset to to leave um the sports market is on fire betting is on fire people are looking for different ways to invest i i don't i don't see this as a bubble in the short term, especially, I think this is is here to stay.
1: It's something I find interesting. You 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 just talk about gambling. It's interesting. Like the US is, is an interesting country. <laughs> yeah, uh, for many reasons. Yeah, no, but like it's like in Europe, I've been betting on sports for like fifteen years. I don't know, like on random things when he is like pretty new uh the regulation or like still i don't think you can do it in florida actually in miami i don't think it's legal here um or it wasn't a while ago at least but
2: yeah i mean it's very taboo here right like it's you know i remember seeing ads very very hardcore when it first started like coming around for like daily fantasy and things like that and it's now it just seems like it's just it's going to be legal in every state here in the next couple of years. And eventually it will be more accepted. But that's where I feel sports cards is, is where gambling was a couple of years ago, where it's like, it was kind of taboo. And you're like, well, is this This is kind of, you know, cool, but this is child's play. And now people see it as this is a real business and people are making real money. And I, yeah, I, I think this is, is, is here to stay. That's a good point. I think it went from like a, a geeky <laughs> things to do, like. Yep. A nerd thing.
1: Yeah, to like uh, and to like this is cool now. Look at my car, like whatever. Like people are showing it. Like went yeah, it's become like a trend, trendy stuff. And so yeah, I, I can tell you, I'm a lot less,
2: and... I'm a lot less insecure talking about what I do now than I was three years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, not yet. So. Clearly,
0: I've got to ask about Gary V because you said that you listened to him when you were you know working your full time job beforehand and then you've interviewed him how is it interviewing someone that you watch for two years and also how is it interviewing him because i think i would literally he
1: speaks a lot <laughs>
0: yeah cry he's very kind of in your face and well and do, also I mean, like, like just
1: to mix it up like how did you get in touch with one thirty-seven p.m and mm. walking actually because now the podcast you your, your, the weekly post that you have is part of the gary v empire in a sense
2: yeah yeah so I actually met Gary at the National in 2019. Um, I He was at the Cleveland the Cleveland National Card Show in 2018. I had heard about it, and I tried to find him there, and I, I could never find him. Um, and then he was at the 2019. He was set up, and that's how I took a video guy with me to video my entire trip and create content around it and uh, did that and got, got to meet him. I mean, like face-to-face conversation and – uh, he could not be a nicer human being. Like everything you see on camera is how he is in a person. And he's even nicer. Like, he's just, I don't have a bad thing to say about him. Um, I I just like, this is when like he, I told my wife was, going through something at the time. Like, I think she was looking for a job. She didn't really like the job she had then. And I was like, Gary, would you, you know, say something to my wife? And he's like, yeah, sure. What's going on? He's like, I tell him and he's like, Hey, Regina. And like record, I still have the videos like, Hey, Regina, like, you know, gives her this message. I texted to her. He took pictures. We, We made a deal. Like that's when I met Lou and Tyler. And it's, it was surreal to me, right? Like these were people I watched every day that pushed me one step closer to follow my dreams. Like every day, like, I mean, every day I went into work and was like, Gary V, Gary V, Tyler and Lou, Tyler and Lou. Like, so it's still surreal to me to get on a podcast with Tyler and Lou. Like I watch these guys every day. Like I, I was like, dude, I would be anything. I would do anything to be these guys. Like I just, I, I wanted to do it so bad. So to be able to meet them and then be as cool as you see on camera, that was the big thing for me. It's like, sometimes you see people on camera and they're just not really that, they're not really all they, you know appear to be and they, they were just great people so we got connected at the national and then last summer Tyler hit me up uh kind of out of the blue and was like hey uh eBay wants us to do a podcast and we want you to, to host it with us do you, are you interested and I'm like fuck yeah I'm in in <laughs> I mean in, in excuse my language um I said I mean I'm in I, for sure let's set it up and we probably did, you know, eight to ten episodes, and for, for practice, and then started, um, and then interviewing Gary. Um, yeah, I mean, he talks a lot, right? Like, he's he's the per- like people are coming to hear Gary talk, not me, Tyler, you know, Lou on that in that sense. So, uh, you just let him talk. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it, it was awesome. It was so cool.
1: That's a highlight, the film. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, I I talked about it on the podcast at the time, like.
1: Yeah
2: where you know two you know two three years ago i sat at a desk watching everyone on that podcast tyler lou and gary i watched you every day and eventually i pushed myself to follow my passion and to be here like if you would have told me three years ago i would have been interviewing gary alongside my co-host tyler lou i mean i'd have been like over the moon so the fact that that came to like that it worked itself out and that in that moment that's where i was it was it was crazy i would have never guessed it in my wildest dreams but it was beyond cool
1: it's so cool
0: so anybody who has a big dream and they're too scared to go for it and they're too scared to start what would you say
2: um that's a good question i got asked this yesterday my big thing is if you're self-aware enough to to realize that you're a hard worker and you're gonna put in the effort to make sure you're successful, absolutely, that's a big thing. Is I, I've had some conversations with some people that I just know are gonna be super super amazing. They're entrepreneurs. They're they're meant to do something amazing. And then I've had some I've had conversations with close family members who want to do it, and I just I'm not sure of the hardest workers. I, that's one thing is if you can look yourself in the mirror and you can tell yourself that you're going to do whatever it takes to, to make sure you're successful, I'm all for it. But I think it's important to have that converse, that honest conversation with yourself that it is not easy. There, I mean… You just there there are uncomfortable days uncomfortable times not every day is you know all glamorous as it looks on Instagram right again I'm just using cards as an example but it's not all just the the buying and selling of, of cards that makes it fun it's the you know I was at the shop last night working until 11 30 and then I had to be up at 8 and you have to have uncomfortable conversations and you have to be away from family you got it it's a lot of work so if you're willing to look yourself in the mirror and say you know I'm gonna work hard and I'm willing to have these uncomfortable conversations and you know push yourself I'm all for it Mm.
1: (laughs) so something you did recently that was amazing and it was the video was so funny on Instagram Uh, you for Christmas you I think you and your wife correct me if Mm. I'm wrong did a toy drive like you collected toys Mm. but man you collected like 1500 toys something like that your house was ridiculous (laughs) Yeah, it was the whole living that. room. So how, where this is coming from? Like, who, where did they go, those toys and everything? Can you tell us about that?
2: Yeah, so this is something I started a couple years ago. This is the third year we did it. Um, but essentially, like, I've partnered with Panini for, a, for uh, quite a few times, and they're amazing. And I knew Mike Kafka, who's the quarterback coach for the Chiefs, and I was basically like, this is my opportunity to use the presence I've created online for good, right? Like this is this is our opportunity to do something really good. And, you know, you have conversations with those two, You throw in some stuff. And basically it's we got some really cool things to give away to people who are willing to help somebody out. So create an Amazon wishlist, which allows you to purchase a toy, write your name on the gift receipt, and then it mails it to our address, right? So you go on Amazon. You don't see my address. But you go on there and you type in the gift receipt, like, to Ryan, from, and then you put in your Instagram name. So at CardClock2. And then when we get it, we write it down. So we keep track of who the gifts are for. Like, we sort it by, like, age group because they go to specific people. So, like, age group, gender, things like that. And then we write down your name. So at the very end, we randomize all of these names and we give away, like, Hobby boxes or card collector two sweatshirts or signed Patrick Mahomes jerseys. Like, we gave away different things. Um, but, you know, half, you know, some of the people donate because there's incentivized giving, right? Because there's a hobby box available. Other people donate because it's a great thing to do. Some people do it because it's both. But either way, the kid at the end doesn't care. Why? Why somebody donated? They care because it's the first Christmas present they've ever gotten, and you know these kids are going through abuse, neglect, just different things like that, just tough situations. So this 2020 was hard on a lot of people. So to be able to give somebody a, you know, a Christmas present or um, a, a mom a gift card um, or a, you know a single mother like a box of diapers. I mean, we collected a lot of those. Like it, it just. It's like I said. It's it's our opportunity as a to use our account to partner with good people to give give back. The, the, you know, around Christmas. So it was a uh, it was really really cool this year.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's beautiful that you have like you've been you've been building an audience for years and years, but you're using this audience to do good. Uh, it's not just business and stuff like that. You're you're actually like trying to. Use this audience to make something good for some people. Well, I, I mean, you have nothing to win in there; it's just generosity. That's it. That's that's amazing. It's so beautiful that you've been doing that.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. I I am yeah. excited to do it every year. My wife loves it, so can uh, can't wait to do it next but year. Your
1: house was such a mess.
2: Oh, it's a disaster. I mean, the first the first once you announce it, the first three or four days are fucking chaos. Yeah. Like the first day, we got over 150 Amazon boxes. Like, I mean, the whole house becomes full immediately. Your delivery so,
0: guy must be like, what the heck is going on here? Like, what? Are they, what?
2: So Amazon, like, knew, found out we were doing a toy drive. So, like, they were tight. Like, we found out through one of the Amazon drivers that, like, it was on Amazon's, like, text board. They're like, hey, don't complain when you deliver houses, you know, presents or packages to this house. They're doing a toy drive. Do it for the kids. And, like, they put on there, like, the lady always offers snacks. Because my wife would always <laughs> want, like, do you want a snack or a water? She so would always ask. So yeah, it, it became funny, but yeah, it's, it was like three or four times a day, 60 packages a time. It was wild.
1: What pushed you to start that? Like, did, I mean, cause the, so the, the, the toys are going to kids in like hospitals, orphanage? Or no. Like, uh, start, or? the
2: first couple of years we did it with like Franklin County children's services. So kids that were often brought in because, you know, rough home lives, um, or, or things like that. Um, And then they didn't accept physical toy donations this year, so we partnered with a local church as well as um, a local uh, police uh, toy drive. It was Operation Thin Blue Line where they basically – they have families they work with to give – specific toys to specific presents so that's why we kind of keep track of them because if they're like hey we need gifts for this eight-year-old girl who loves frozen and the color pink we can you know scroll through and be like hey we got this this and this but this is this work um so we did we did that and then the anything we have left over or that gets delivered later, we donate to, like, the the police. Because if they're ever on, like, Christmas or the day after, like, they'll take presents and they'll, like, give them to kids when they go into, like, they have to go into a house or there's, like, a domestic violence situation or something like that. They use these toys to give them to kids then, so. Interesting.
1: Where is that coming from, this desire to do that? I mean, just pure generosity from you and your wife, like...
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, like, like I said, I, the... The, the the Instagram account wasn't created I mean was originally created to post cards and it turned into so much more um, it like I said it's, it's our opportunity to give back I'm I I try to give back wherever I can especially through Instagram because I know how much of what has happened what we've been fortunate enough to experience in life comes from the great people on Instagram so to be able to give back where we can is just it's important I just feel like it's just something we just need to pass along.
0: That's so amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you make it sounds really simple and obvious, but I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing to do because not many people do that. Let's be honest; like, it's it's usually me, 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 and myself, and <laughs> take, 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 take. So, I mean, it's beautiful that you have the heart to do that, you and your wife. Yeah,
2: um, I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> so, next question: um, What are your big plans? Like, what's your big goals in life? What what would be like the the best thing you could ever do?
2: Uh, man I, I I get asked that a lot and like, like I said earlier my life dream was to, to own a car share that's what it was yeah, so like that that's <laughs> yeah I mean that that's what I wanted to do I mean I I just anticipated it being older
0: but you're not going to give up now and be like hey, I've done that okay what? like there's no 100% so what's the next big goal what's the next life goal
2: um like to have five stores, to have ten stores. To have stores. No, no, fuck, no. fuck, no, <laughs> no, fuck, no, um, absolutely not. Um, I mean, there's things I want to do personally, right? Like I, I want to, if everything goes well, in the next two years, I mean, I want to do like create. I want to pay off my parents' house. Like I want to do stuff like that, really cool stuff. Um, but in terms of like career goals, um, yeah, I, I don't. There's like owning a store, expanding my brand. Like I don't really have like a, a light at the end. Like I'm not chasing something in particular. I mean, I want to be able to create a, a, a major card brand I'm proud of. Like I think this is the start of a major boom in the card market. Like the, I think cards are up and up for the next 10 years. So if I can be a major player in the next 10 years, I can I can do a lot of good. Um, so, you know, eventually in the next, 12 months I would love to start I, I want to hire somebody full time to document every day. Mm-hmm. I want to document, I want to create weekly vlogs, I want to create more content around what it's like because I know when I started, when I wanted to be an entrepreneur, when I wanted to quit my job, when I wanted to follow my passion, I looked at people who were where I wanted to be and it helped me. Like it it was It was big for me to see like what what people did on a daily basis. What does it look like? And like I said, I think a lot of what people see now is, hey, Ryan, you get to buy all these cool cards and you get to, you know, you don't have to go to a real job. You just get to look at cards all day. Like that's gotta be fun. But I want people to see what it's really like every day. So I think that's one thing for us is to to expand my brand and continue to grow that. But yeah, I don't don't want five stores. I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to buy PSA, I don't want to buy Beckett, I don't want to buy, like, I don't have any, like, crazy things like that, I'm, I'm pretty easy, if I can, you know, if I can get my what you know, if I can uh financially support my wife to quit her job, and, you know, I feel, I feel like I'll, I can be pretty good there, and then, you know, have kids, start a family, do that kind of thing, but, yeah, I don't have any, Maybe I will one day. You,
1: you don't want to buy the Patriots like Gary nope. <laughs> wants to buy the jet?
2: <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, it's not my thing. I mean, I want to be able to... Just have a happy life. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's all, This this is what I wanted. This is my life goal. So maybe, like I said, maybe it'll develop later. Maybe something will happen as I, as I get to kids or something like that. But for now... This is this is this is great. This is I couldn't ask for anything better than this.
1: It's amazing to be there, twenty-eight years old. It must be confusing in a sense. It is beyond confusing. It's like what the hell?
2: Yeah, because it's like, excuse me. It is it is really hard. One day, and I don't. It's like most people work fifty years to be able to, you know, retire 40 years, 45 years to retire than to live, right? Like I want to be able to live now. That's why like we've got, we've got people in place that I think ideally will allow me to, to travel more, to go to different places across the country, document, buy more collections, expand my brand, things like that. Um, so yeah, there, there are days where it's like, what's the end goal? What are we doing all of this for? like why 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 work this hard every day what, what what is the end goal in this is it just to have more money well no i mean the money was always a bonus in this i this is what i enjoy so it's like there are days where it's it's tough because it's like you know i i worked hard before i quit my job to get to own a card store now i own the card store and it's like well now what yeah, so now it's working hard yeah harder than ever so now it's now it's become more big picture. It's can I provide for the people like that have bought into my business, or like my family, or my wife, or the people that have gotten to me, you know, gotten us where we are? Can I do, you know, if, if things go well for the next ten years, I feel very, very good about, you know, even for the next two or three years, I feel very good about my future and being able to, you know, support the people that have supported me up to this point is is really what I'm what I'm trying to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah like you said give back just give back a little bit and 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 also i guess like if you could take yourself a bit away of all the daily operations to have more time to spend with family and travel like you said or whatever like that's for sure obviously i mean if you can do it why not <laughs> yeah yeah cool
0: so before we started the posca- this podcast, we actually watched one of your Day in the Life videos because I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what he does. <laughs> like, what like what do you do for a living being a card guy? Like, what is that? And you were saying, like, it's nice to, you know, you want to hire someone to follow you around and film everything. And I think that is really valuable for people to see that you, you know, have a meeting at 8 a.m. and then you do this at this time and you have a podcast episode Then this, that, and you know, it's really important to see, like, the behind the scenes and like, the real side of it as well, not just, like, the fancy, like, oh, well, you know, now I'm doing this and la-di-da kind of thing. It's nice that you kind of show the real, like, behind the scenes. It's, it's yeah, I, a lot of value and...
2: Yeah, I think that's that's big. It's, like, it's just so early early on, it was just, like, I saw people that own card stores, and I'm like, dude, this, this is fucking easy. I mean, you go to work, you sit there, and you, like, people show up and spend money, and you get to leave. I mean, like, this sounds like the easiest gig in the world. But, like you know, I was up at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning talking about the building we're buying. And then, you know, you got to go look at flooring and then you got to come in and have a meeting with the team. And then, you know, a customer calls and then you have an issue arise that you got to deal with. And then, you know, you got to be in store to buy something. And then you got to go back to the building and there's an issue. And then like you're in the shop for a little bit and then your wife needs you. And then you got to go, you know, we're we're trying to find flooring. So you got to go do that. And then, I had a business meeting after work and then you got a phone call and then a podcast and then another phone call. It's like, it's not just go to work, go home. And just, it's not, it's not your typical nine to five. It's, it's all day. Right. Cause my success in our, you know, how well our business does is often lead is just tied to how hard I'm willing to work. So, you know, for me, I got, I got nine now, 10 employees counting on me. I just, I, I yeah,
1: you re- you're can't responsible let, from them. Though. Yeah,
2: I, it's it's hard. I mean, like, that's a lot of people counting on you. And it, it took me a while to really realize that, that, like, I couldn't just, you know, it I'm not one to just sit back and kick back and relax. I'm not a, I'm a go, go, go person. I probably have ADHD where I'm just like, I, I gotta be doing something all the time. So, like, for me to sit down and, on the couch and play video games, it's just, it's not gonna happen. It's not what I enjoy. So, like, I'm always, always working. And... There were times earlier, like when I, for people first start, first started, uh, where I was like, just a little more laxadaisical about like getting stuff done, and now I'm just more like, it really hit. There are days where it really hits you that like, hey, nine families or ten people, or like those people are really counting on you to to bust your ass and to you know make things happen. So, yeah, it's it, it's it, it's a lot sometimes.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting when you put it this way. When when you've been talking about your your coworker like Dustin, now like this guy trusted you to quit his job and to put his not life, not to put his life in your hands, but I mean to to put his safety that he had before like in your hands. It's it's an amazing proof of trust. Uh, so you you obviously have to well like step up for that.
2: Yeah. I, uh... I know how hard it is to quit your job and to tell everybody, you know, it, you know, it's an uncomfortable conversation. There are tough times when you're telling people, Hey, I'm giving up a real job, my livelihood to go follow, you know, my dreams. Like it's, it's an uncomfortable conversation. So I've made it very, very clear to the people that have gone through that and, you know, Dustin being the the top on that list that like, I will do whatever I can to make sure those people don't get the final say in this and be like, Hey, I told you it wasn't going to work. So I, I, I have no, uh, I will do whatever it takes to make sure I don't have to go back on, you know, sorry, it didn't work out. I'm just, I don't, I don't have any interest in doing that
0: especially when you have people who doubt you it makes you want to fight even harder be like you know what you don't think it'll work so i'm going to prove to you twice that it will like
2: and to be honest that is actually something for the longest time this is i'm so glad you said this for most of my like entrepreneur life which very short-lived here um it was v- i was very 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 focused on that very focused that like there were so many people that said it wouldn't work. So many people that said I was, you know, this, that, or the other. But I I found later, like, there will always be people that don't like you, that, like, don't believe in you, that are, think you're a fraud, whatever it may be. I found so much more value in listening to the people that, like, rather than look at it like the people that don't believe in you like those proving those people wrong i found so much more value in proving the people that did believe in you right like there are people that like say like hey you're gonna do this you're gonna like you're gonna be successful i found more value in proving those people right than listening to the negative energy and be, like those people are always gonna be there but it takes somebody special to really believe that you're gonna do it and i just found more value in proving those people right
0: i love that answer thank you yeah.
1: Yes. The,
2: the, the the tricky bit is when
1: it's people you care about your loved one your family when they're the one not believing in you or like not supporting you that's why it's tricky because like you can't just get rid of them <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so it's... that's when when it's just a bunch of random guys I mean yeah just okay right.
2: and I think that goes back to like the you know somebody wants to be an entrepreneur what do you tell them like Those are hard conversations. Not everybody can do that. And I'm not saying I'm like special for it. A lot of people have done it. A lot of people have gone through more difficult conversations than I have. But like some people, like you might lose friendships. You might lose relationships over those conversations. Like not everybody might agree with that. And some people might be more like, hey, if you know, you quit this, like we're breaking up. Like there, some people might have more extreme outcomes in that. Like, and those are real conversations. That's like life altering stuff. Like I had people that didn't believe, but you know, those people can be persuade. Like it it was more of a persuasion thing. It wasn't a, Hey, I'm leaving type thing. And I think that's very, very big is, are you willing to, is that what you want to do is have those really difficult conversations because somebody out there that's going to listen is going to have to have a difficult conversation to, to, to follow their dreams and to, you know quit
1: their job yeah well I, i'm i'm quitting my job in like four months my safe job and everything to go this way so i know what you mean because i've been having those conversations recently yeah it's <laughs> so, it's tough yeah it's not fun <laughs> no it's not when especially when you have people thinking like what the fuck are you doing like, <laughs> you went to the university
0: you've had this like, job for six
1: years like yeah you live in miami you're being paid really well you're happy why the fuck do you want to give everything up and pack a bag and go traveling around the world. Like people don't get it. It's like, well, I just, that's what's going to make me happy. Like I want to do it. Right.
2: I want to give it a shot. (laughs) Absolutely. And you, you know, you look pretty young. It's, you know, this, this is what you want to do. And you know, you're the one that, you know, gets to control. And that's the best part about it. Right. It's, it doesn't matter if somebody else doesn't like it, they, they get to live their life and they get to make their decisions and you're free to make yours.
1: Yeah. Um, Do you have any other question you wanted to ask? No, the
0: main one was the money one. So I asked that. Uh,
1: i got one last question for you. Um, And you cannot answer Gary Vee, Taylor, or Lou, because that doesn't count. (laughs) Um, If you could talk, if you could have a conversation with anyone, dead or alive, famous, or just a family member that you think is like, a super interesting person, and you would love to have a conversation, uh, who would you pick? Mm. It's a toughie. <laughs> we
2: know.
0: We land this on people that are <laughs> like, we have no idea.
2: <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure I know. Um, like... I mean for like personal reasons I would like if it's strictly about like business or something no, around anything. that it could
1: be like your grandma cuz
0: Yeah grandma I mean some sort of like... I
2: mean um um I I, I don't have a great <laughs> answer I I mean I don't I don't have a great answer for that I just um you said dead or okay alive okay i, I was thinking more deceased um i, I would loved to have a conversation with elon musk I mean, that i mean he yeah. seems super i mean yeah i mean made 150 billion dollars last year i mean wants to go to mars just seems super super interesting so talking with him or um i think that would be super super intriguing um yeah that, that would probably be my answer would probably yeah. be elon musk yeah same you want to us, you <laughs> oh yeah definitely yeah <laughs> Yeah. Gary
1: Vee, him, and like, Steve Jobs. I would love to see Have you ever met Gary? No. Love yeah, it's, to, no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the day will come, and I promise it will be everything you everything you hoped it would be.
1: <laughs> that would be cool.
0: <laughs> I think Jeremy's goal in life is to get Gary Vee on this podcast. That
1: would be fun. No, it's not a goal, but that would be fun. <laughs> yeah, it will be good. Yeah. Uh, well, Ryan, thank you so much. That was a really, really good cool to get to know you a little bit more. Um, it, it's funny yeah, again, like watching you every week on a podcast and, and seeing the exact same view that I've got right now on the zoom, but <laughs> <laughs> on the other side, like it's, it, it's funny to be, uh, to be there. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for being so open with us and to share your story. And, yeah. and again, a like, congratulations. it's super inspiring. And, and also uh, I want to say like, also like all the your generosity is amazing like giving the the toys and giving back to all the people that have been supporting you I think that's amazing like don't you know you're making it sounds like so simple and everything but it's rare so I mean yeah it's really cool you are doing that
0: I think as well it's it's nice that you're leading by example and showing other people that Mm. like you can do this it's not you know it doesn't have to all be about being me and everything
1: yeah
2: yeah really really appreciate that like I said I appreciate you guys having me on um I'll be interested to see, you know, a couple of years from now when you guys are, uh, when this podcast is going crazy and <laughs> I'm, I'm on here and I can look back and say, I oh mean, I was on that. But yeah, I mean, definitely best of luck with, uh, you know, quitting your job. Like I said, I, I, I know that can be a, a little <laughs> a little uneasy, but it, like I said, it, it it can be done and, you know, you work hard and you you enjoy yourself and you'll have a blast. Hopefully. <laughs> so. Well,
0: thank you so much, Ryan, for this conversation. It has been really amazing. Thank you so much for everybody for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, where can people find you on Instagram, Twitter, everything?
2: Yeah, so all of our online. So TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, it's all it's all Card Collector too. So everything's branded for, for Card Collector too. So you search on social media, you'll you'll find us on there.
0: Perfect. We'll link it in the description thing as well.
1: It's, it's your goal to get Card Collector.
2: No, you I. So I was card collector on blowout card forums. The first internet like trading site I was really on got really really big under there on card under card collector, and then I went to Instagram and card collector was taken. And my number growing up was always two, so Uh-oh. I just fucked card collector two. I mean, it made sense and it stuck, and now I'll never change it. Now, I mean, now there's implica- implications to change it, so we'll never change it now. Yeah. But yeah, card collector two for life. <laughs>
0: again thank you so much everybody for listening we'll be back next wednesday with a brand new episode make sure you go and say hello to ryan on some sort of social platform whichever one is your favorite and leave us a review if you enjoyed this um yeah. yeah
1: bye thank you guys bye